Nidarim Daf Kaf. The last thing we're discussing is the last Mishnah that we mentioned on Daf Yudhayat. That Stam Nidarim Lehamir. That when a person just said a Nidar, he's Mahmir. And when we're try, trying to translate it, then we can be lenient. So the last Mishnah went into cases of how Stam Nidarim Lehamir. And we went into all the different types of cases. Now we're going to get into the situation of when do we translate the Nidar and be lenient. So with that, we're starting Kaf Amud Aleph, first line in by the Mishnah. And here we're talking about a person who said, Nadar Baherim, he vowed that this uh, piece of bread is a Herem on him. And then he uh, changed his mind, or he def- defined his words, uh, No, I was just vowing on, uh, what, what's a Herem? A net that they use in the, to, to catch the fish in the, in the sea. That's what I was talking about. I wasn't talking about real Herem. Okay, or he said, Bekorban. Or when he said korban, we're talking about uh, gifts that you give the king, but he wasn't talking about real korbanot. Or he said, Hare atzmi korban. My body is a korban. And then he changed his word. No, I only vowed on that, uh, you know, I left a bone in my house. I left on a chicken bone in his house. And every time he says the word atzmi, instead of just meaning me, it could also mean the bone. So everyone thinks I'm saying the truth, but I'm really thinking about that bone. It's meant to trick the world. Same idea, a person says, shown of a vow, that my wife is going to have any benefit for me. Then he ended up explaining his words. He was talking about his first wife that he divorced. And all of these, they're not considered a vow. We got to trust this person. And again, we're talking about someone who's honest over here. And we know that he knows what he's talking about when it comes to vows. And he knows it to be careful from vows. So if he says something like that, that now he's just talking about this or just talking about this, okay, then we got to go by his word. And therefore, you don't even need to go to a hacham to do hatar and darim. And if it's an Amaretz who did this type of vow, or he translated differently and he comes to the rabbi and he tells him, Rabbi, uh, this is what it means, this is what it means, you know, you have to punish them, be strict on them, that's the bribi meir, you, 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 you can't let them just say something like that. You have to show them that it's serious. You don't be strict on them. Rather, just put We just have to start, oh, you know, you have to, when someone comes to be Matira Darim, you got to give him an opening. And you can't just say the, the regular opening where, I, you know, this is what I meant, this is what I truly meant. No, you can't. You have to find something else. To teach them, so they don't act lightheaded when it comes to nedarim vows. So the Gemara asks a question: The Mishnah itself is problematic because on one hand you told me amat eni shalim lahen. It's not even a vow. You don't even have to do hatar nedarim. Then you told me im nishalu. But if they did hatar nedarim, then if they go to the rabbi to try to get hatar nedarim, you punish them or machmirin alim. You have to be strict on them. So what's going on over here? So Amar of Yehuda hachikatan. This is the understanding of the Mishnah, like I explained. Vechulan all these vows. You don't need to, to, to do hatarim darim, nothing, right? It doesn't even count. What are we talking about? Who takes vowing seriously? So we know he was just playing, he was just trying to trick around. You know, this guy wasn't vowing. He's not careful with vows, and he's coming to ask. No, then on chino then we punish him and we be strict. Now, Bishlam Hamahamir, I understand why to be strict on him. We're not going to just let him open up with the regret that usually a person does for Hatan Dalim. How do you punish him? 
Also, the Gemara explains, Kedetanya, like the Brayta, Mishin, Azav, Avar, Nizirutu, a person who became Nazir and he went against his Nizirut, uh, for whatever reason, he had a cup of wine or something. En Izkakin lo, Achin Hogbo, Isur Kayamim, Shinahag, Vahen, Heter, the very Buda. Buda says, You can't just let him do now Hatarim. This person says, You know what, never mind, I can't do this anymore. And now he just wants to do Hatarim, get out of it. Buda says, No, you, you, you gotta punish him and you gotta make him feel what it really means. And yeah, the same, whatever it is, yeah, he used the Hitler. So let's say for three straight days he was drinking wine, then he asked to be a Nazir for three straight days to show him that this is serious. That's Buda. And I'm out of BOC, Mamurim, what are we talking about? That's Ben Zirut Mu'at. That's a, if it's a small Nazirut, a couple of days. 10 days, 2 weeks, something like that, anything less than 30 days. But for a big Nazirut, more than 30 days, just let him be a Nazir for 30 days and he's good to go. Meaning, just show him that it's serious, but don't uh, don't treat him too serious. And Amar of Yosef, since the rabbi said by Namar, it's we don't help him out to annul his vow. Avid Shapir, a bet din who sits down together and tries to figure out how to read for this Amaritz, who's who's being lightheaded when it comes to uh, vows, then then they're not doing the right thing. And Rav Habayakov, he even goes as far and says, Mishamtina, that we put this bet din in harem for doing such a thing. Now, Hachamim are not so strict, they're more lenient. Let him have an opening from somewhere else. Uh, teach him uh, that you, you can't uh, be so lightheaded when it comes to vows. So, Tana le'olam al bin darim. A person should always be careful not to be used to vowing. Because if a person is used to vowing, he's going to end up going against the swears. One thing leads to another. Same thing, a person should be careful not to be near an Amaretz. Because at the end of the day, he is going to have that influence, and you're going to end up eating tevil uh, fruits and vegetables that you didn't take out from the masrot. And al tahir agilat sel kohen amaritz, and don't sit next to kohen's amaritz. Don't get used to him because shesov chala chilchat terumat. And the day he's going to let you eat terumat because there's no halachot. Ve'al tarbes hi mashan. Don't uh, have too much uh, talking with a woman shesov chali lavoli denyuf because you're going to end up reaching prohibited relations. And uh, if a person is used to looking at women, so he's going to end up getting to Navirav. If a person is looking at even the heel of a woman, he's going to end up having children who are not good, they don't have good actions. And Amar of Yosef, what are we talking about? We're talking about his wife was in Ida. And Amar bi Shimon bin Lakish, Akevad, Tekatane, when we're talking about that heel, that's been called Tenofet, Shehu Mechovan Keneged Akev. When the Gemara said Akev, the heel, we weren't actually talking about heel, it was a nice way of saying the actual spot. A person shouldn't be actually looking at the actual spot, which is across or it's facing the, the heel. And that's what, they were, that's what they meant. Tanya. The Pasuk says, There should be a sphere on your face. That's the humil- that's embarrassment. A person should feel shy. When someone's embarrassed, when someone's shy, that re- helps a person reach the fear of sinning. From here we said that it's a good sign for someone when he is shy. This way he doesn't sin. And the Harim Omrim others say, person who's shy, 
person who's, uh, who gets embarrassed quickly is not going to sin quickly. A person who doesn't have embarrassment on his face, you know his parents didn't stand on the Harsinai. Four things the Malcheshar said to me. Why do why do we have lame people? People can't walk. Because they flip over their table. Meaning they're with their wife the not regular way. And the ilemim, people who can't talk, mute people, mipne ma'avian, why is that? Mipne shimanashkim altomakom, because they kiss in that place. Harashim, people who can't hear, mipne ma'avian, why is that? Mipne shimisaprim shatashmish, because they're talking during the time of tashmish. Sumin, people are blind, mipne ma'avian, why do we have blind people? Mipne shimistaklim biotomakom, because their parents look at the exact spot. But the is a problem. You said that anyone who talks during tashmish, their children become deaf. Or minhu with brightas shalut ima shalom. They asked ima shalom. Mipenema banaychefefin beoter. Why are your children so beautiful? Amar alen she told them because her husband inu misaper in me because her husband doesn't do tashmish with me. Lo betchilat alayla ve lo besof alayla. Not in the beginning of the night, not the end of the night. Ela bachatzot alayla. Rather in the middle of the night. Uchshehu misaper when when he's with her. Megalet tefach umchaset tefach. He re- uncovers a tefah of his clothing, and he covers a tefah of his clothing. And he's with me. He does it so quickly; it's as if a demon's on top of him. And I asked, uh, and I asked her husband, "Matam, why you such a why in such a rush?" So this, he said, "I don't think of another woman while I'm with my wife." And then his children reach mamzerut. The bottom line is, she uses the language mesaper. It sounds like they're talking while they're doing tashmish. That explains lakashia. No, it's not a contradiction. Ha tashmish. If they're talking about tashmish things, then okay, it's a good thing that he's supposed to make his wife happy. Ha But if they're talking about other things, that's a problem. And Amar Yohanan Yohanan ben That's the words of Yohanan ben where it's bad thing to flip over the table to do tashmish the, the opposite way, or not to look, not to talk, all that stuff. And that's why you have uh, people uh, with with all these different uh, deformations. said not like Yohanan person can do whatever he wants with his wife. Mashal like. The basara ba mi beta tabah. The meat that comes from the butcher. Ratzal lo chloma bemelach. A person wants to eat it salty. Ochla, he can do that. Sali wants it roasted. Ochla, he can eat it roasted. Mevushal wants to cook it. Ochla, go ahead eat it. Shaluk, if you want to stew it. Ochla, you can eat it like that. Vechen daga ba mi beta tzad. And same thing with uh, with the fish that comes from the fisherman's uh, store. Same thing. A wife, he bought her. He could do whatever he wants with her. The Ran explains ki kach ishisha. He bought her. He could do whatever he wants. And Amar Amimor, man Malachia Sharet. Who are the Malachia Sharet that uh, that he brought in their names? He said Sachodim Malachia Sharet. Who's the Malachia Sharet? Rabbanan. These are the rabbis. The Yitema Malachia Sharet. Because if we're talking about actual real Malachim, Amai Amar Biyohanan in Halachak Yohanan ben Dehabai. Meaning, if we're talking about real Malachim, then how could Biyohanan say the Halachas not like him? The Malachim know exactly how a, a, a child or a person is created, and I think they know one or two things, and you have to be careful. 
So I think they would know what they're saying. So obviously what he was talking about, Malchasharat, was Rabbanan, and Rabbanan, they're not experts on how a child is created, and then we could argue on them. Okay, karu lehu So then why do we call them Hachemim Malachasharet? Because they're separated from normal people like angels. And the Gemara brings a story, a woman came in front of her, she told me, Rabbi, she, um, uh, I set him up a table and he flipped it, meaning he was with me. So Amar Biti told him, my daughter, Torah the Torah allowed him to do whatever he wants with you. What can I do for you? And he that I come in, have another woman came in front of her. I'm a lord. Rabbi, I like to go to Shulchan. Rabbi, sit on my table, and he flipped it. Amar Maishana, I mean Binita. He says, "But you're no different than a fish that a person buys. It means he can do whatever he wants to do." Now, here is a fascinating sugya between the Rishonim. What exactly does Hafacho mean? He flipped the table. So it sounds like from Tosfot they want to say that. He wasn't exactly doing hashhatat zera, means they're with each other regular, except the opposite way. But there was no waste of uh, semen, there, there was no waste of zera, and therefore uh, he could technically do whatever he wants. So that is the the ikar perush in the name of Ri, the Ritva, the Rambam. However, there is a different perush uh, in the name of Ri that. Could be we're talking about, yes, there was a Ashhatat Zera, a person who does it once in a while and not with a kavanah to waste seed, not to get his wife pregnant, or meaning he didn't do it the Erveonan style, rather it was just a happen to be thing, then it's not Asur. It's only if a person does it on a usual basis. Uh, interesting sugya, very kid, I look at it, but uh, we have to be careful of the Avon. Let's continue. The Torah says we're not allowed to stray after our heart. From here, it be learned that a person shouldn't drink in one cup and think about a different cup. Meaning, he shouldn't be thinking about a different woman while he's with his wife. And Rabbi goes as far as saying that even if they're both his wife, he shouldn't be with one and think about the other. I'm going to separate from you those who are rebelling against me and negligent against me, those who are sinning against me. And These are the children of the nine actions. What are we talking about? What's the Aleph? Those who are with their wives out of fear, the children are called the children of fear. Bene Anusaf, someone forces his way with his wife. Meaning, when, when it comes out of fear, at least she sort of agrees with it. But this is worse because he's forcing his way into She never gave any sort of permission. So it's much worse. Bene Senua is when someone hates his wife and is with her. At that point, he's probably thinking of someone else. Then there's Bene Nidui, someone who's with his wife when he's in Nidui or she's in Nidui. Then there's Bene Temura. The Bene Temura is where his wives were you know, flipped, meaning he was supposed to be with one woman, and then he was thinking about a different woman, both his wives, but just, he they got mixed up. They're in a fight, and then he's with his wife, meaning here he doesn't hate her, they're just in an argument, and they're with each other for whatever reason. That, that Then there's Bene Shichrut. If, if he's drunk and he's with his wife, he's probably thinking about someone else. Then there's Bene Gerushat Halev. There's the children of the divorce in the heart, meaning he's thinking about divorcing her. I think he's done already with her, and he's just uh, he, 
it's all a matter of time before they get divorced, and uh, that and they're together. That's called bene girusha. Then there's then there's bene and that can mean either a lot of people were with his wife or he was with a lot of women. He just doesn't know who's who. Then there's bene hatsufa. The children of a hatsufa is the worst one. Is a woman who actually asks to be with her husband straight up. So the Gemara says, is that a problem? How, you know, what, what's wrong with a woman asking to be with her husband?" Any man whose wife is asking to be with him, he's going to have children that even in the days of Moshe Rabbeinu, there wasn't like that. The, the Pasuk says, give me people, when we're trying to create the Shoftim, we're trying to create the teachers that you throw in Moshe, we're trying to work out. So he said, give me um, the people who are smart, people who are wise, uh, people who are known. Take the heads of each and it doesn't say nevonim. Look at if nevonim, meaning in by Moshe Rabbeinu's time there was no nevonim uchtiv. But then it says Yisachar Hamor Garem. It says by Yisachar the bracha that he gave him, he was caused garam. It was caused by Hamor. What happened? The famous, uh, the famous midrash where uh, when he was when Yaakov was coming back from the field, his donkey made a sound that Leah went out and she called him. And that was the night Yisachar was conceived, Duchtiv, and because of that it says, The children of Yisachar, they know the wisdom, they've been Bina, that's Nevonim. And you see, in Moshe Rabbeinu's time, there wasn't uh, Nevonim, and over here from Yisachar, there was. Because uh, Leah asked to be with uh, Yaakov. So on one hand, you tell me it's bad for a woman to ask uh, for her husband to be with her. It's called Bnei Hatzufah. That's the worst level. On the other hand, you tell me Leah was asked to be with Yaakov, and that's how Yisachar was born. Bin Alaitim. So the Gemara explains. What we mean when we say it's a good thing for a woman to ask to be with her husband is when she's uh, doing stuff or saying stuff, but she's not actually asking to be with her husband. She's doing other stuff, and he understands the point. That is the highest level. That already the children can be like Issachar. But to actually ask for it, that's already Hatsufa. Uh, that's already disrespectful. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.